So there I was, 115 degree day in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm laying on the ground. Mom and brother watch the whole thing happen. They look down, they see me laying there, and they look up and they see my arm laying 10 feet away. Right, I was victim number one of instant gratification. Uh, what is the PDF that I'm gonna download that is gonna make Dude, me- Dude, me too. I mean, that's the right? That is the pain, right? The pain is- It, it is. Yeah, having to look It's inside. almost always. Everything begins and ends with you. Hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. You're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. So how do businesses and creators like us who did not cheat with hacks and tactics and don't want to be stuck in the content wheel of death? How do we build a modern media team and profit from our content? In this creator's economy, pre-filled templates and content calendars have become the solution for those that are not willing to put in the work and build a real business. Those that get rewarded are the ones that create and control their own process. That is right, and content can be either a distraction or your biggest lever. Here, you learn to develop the systems to create consistently, build trust with your audience, and get the attention of those that are willing to give you money. That's right, guys. Go to contentsprofit.com, join the community. Come on, come on, guys. Come on. You know that you want to hang out with the Beast Bros. That is right. That's right. And today we have an epic episode. Tell epic guest. And we'll be, we're going to be talking all about generating growth by becoming your most authentic self. Yes, 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 yes. Let's Bring go. It, baby. I'm ready. I just want to put out there, you know, in the last like few years, there has been a crazy journey, especially a transformational journey inside oh, of yeah. us to be able to do this consistently and grow the business and the team. So I cannot wait to deep dive. I mean, we always share your business growth to the extent that you do. Yes. And I think today's episode, we're going to embark deeper into yeah. that. Hey, Fonsi, fast and furiousing. Yeah. Did I say it right? Fast and furiousing. <laughs> that, that's a new verb. <laughs> that's a new verb. Uh, what, who's sponsoring us today? Good question, good you're, sir. You're welcome. Today's sponsor is your own, The Beast Bros. Let's yes, go. we sponsor our own podcast with right. Content Momentum. And you might be asking yourself, why is Content Momentum? Well, if you produce a long-form piece of content and you need a plug-and-play team to multi-purpose it and help you be everywhere at all times, it is possible, we guys. We are here it for is you. Possible. Slide in the DMs at Beast Bros. Go on Facebook, on Instagram. Guys, don't forget to follow the show on your favorite podcasting platform because the audio is dropped on every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday directly mm. to your phone so you can do whatever you do you want to do but listen to the show because it's going to move you and your business forward. That is right. Mm. And if today's guest help you move one step forward towards your goal, please don't forget to yes. share this episode because you might be doing the exact same for somebody else and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Epic guest alert. I wanted to say thank you to Adam from Podcasting Business School for introducing us to today's guest. Uh, whose story and message is going to inspire you and help you take the next right step towards becoming that person that you want to become. That is right, baby. Today's guest is an incredible entrepreneur that has started and scaled multiple businesses and now is giving back to the community with a personal goal of impacting, and listen to this, one Ooh. billion lives, baby. living his truth and allowing others to live theirs as well. Today's guest is a passionate performance coach, a business strategist, top sales professional, and philanthropic leader who believes big in word. helping. Yeah, big word, man. Sp <laughs> this Spanglish is not very good looking. <laughs> who believes in helping growth-minded individuals become their most authentic selves. I hope you are ready for this trip. Oh yeah, baby. 
please welcome the man of the hour, the Brogert, and what they call right there, the Trustash, Mr. Brian Bogart. Oh, man, <laughs> what is up? I'm, I'm so excited to be here. You guys, I have to say, Like, you might be some of the best hype men in the business as well, because you made me sound way cooler than I actually am. And oh, Adam Shibley is the man, and he is he has coined the nickname Brogert and the Trustash. So yeah. another little bit of credit to him. Absolutely. But I love everything about that intro, everything about how you guys tee this up. And I sure hope that people are going to your site to follow and hang out with you, because I get to hang out with you right now, and I'm excited about this. So let's go. Dude, thank, thank, thank you, man. man. Yeah, it means a lot. And yes, definitely shout out to... To Adam, he was like, dude, you need to ask him about the trust test, right? And he said, we call him Brogan. I was like, this guy sounds awesome. He is right in the same lane with us. So, you know, why not include a little bit of that in the intro as well? It was perfect. I love it. I mean, honestly, the freestyle on that, it's like, I just, it warmed my heart. You guys gave me chills more than once in that intro. I just, I'm ready to roll, guys. You're, you're go. too good. All right, Brian, good, so, so for those that are not familiar with you, me included, right? You had a call with Fonsi not so long ago, and he's literally have not stopped talking about you. And Adam's like, when is he coming, right? And we're like, I, like, I, I, I want to be part of the audience today. But I, I need to ask you, you know, I know a little bit of your backstory, but for those listening, right, that are not familiar with you and what you do, like, Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I, I know there was an episode in there uh, when you were a kid that kind of shaped yep. your, your entire life. Yep. So uh, if you don't mind, let's go in there, let's dig in, and uh, let's have fun now. Yeah, perfect. So I'll, I'll definitely start there. Before I ever start into my story, I always have to start right with this whole idea of who I am. I'm a husband and father first. Yes. Uh, son probably behind that. And I have to say that like no matter what, I love that you kind of highlighted the, the big goal that we have to impact a billion lives. But I always have to start with husband and father first because I'll tell you that if the three people that I care most in my nuclear family at home are not healthy mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, that impact is never going to happen because my focus is on those three. So I have to start there because everything else we talk about, mm -hmm. cool, but like that that is my true life. That's my true joy. That's my true freedom and fulfillment. So um, I had to say that. Yes. For the story, though, let's let's I'm going to actually bring you guys in. I'm going to I'm going to say for you guys, uh, if you could just in, indulge me for one second, just close your eyes for one second. And I'm going to tell a story. I'll tell you when to reopen them. I want you to imagine going to a store, having a successful shopping trip, breezing through the checkout line, walking out the door. You got a little pep in your step. You're going on with your day. You look up in the sky. You feel the warmth of the sun on your skin. You feel the breeze blow through your hair. And as you go to fumble with, in your pocket for your keys to unlock your door, you turn your head and you see a truck barreling 40 miles an hour right at you with no time to react. Go ahead and open your eyes. That's where this portion of my story begins. My mom, my brother, and I went to our local Walmart to get a one-inch paintbrush. As we were headed back to our car, anybody who's known me for more than two and a half seconds knows that I've got an energy and vigor and excitement for life. It wasn't a surprise to my brother or my mom that I was a few feet ahead of them because I wanted to get home and put that paintbrush to use. And as I'm standing there, this was back in the day before key fobs, so I had to wait for my mom to literally physically catch up, stick the key in the door so we'd go on with her way. And as she was doing that, a truck pulls up in front of the store, driver, middle passenger get out, and the passenger all the way to the right felt the truck moving backwards. Mm. So he did what any one of us would do, scooted over to put his phone on the brake, but he instead hit the gas. Mm. combination of shock and force threw him up on the steering wheel up on the dashboard before you know it, he's catapulting 40 miles an hour across the parking lot right at us with no time to react now we were in an end spot so he hit the tree went up and over the median in the tree hit our car knocked me over and can and ran over me diagonally tearing mm. my spleen leaving a tire track scar in my stomach and severing my left arm completely from my body mm. so there i was 115 degree day in phoenix arizona i'm laying on the ground mom and brother watched the whole thing happen they look down they see me laying there And they look up and they see my arm laying 10 feet away. Fortunately for me, my guardian angel also saw the whole thing happen. 
There was a nurse that walked out of the store right when this took place. And she saw the literal life and limb scenario in front of her. And I'm forever indebted to this woman for choosing to go into action versus turning to go on with her day. You see, she came over and she immediately stopped the bleeding on the main wound and saved my life. Wow. And she instructed some innocent bystanders to run inside, grab a cooler, fill it with ice and get my detached limb on ice within minutes to give me a fighting chance of having a reattached arm. Yeah. So if it wasn't for this woman, I either wouldn't be here with you guys today or I'd be here with you today with a cleaned up stump. That's just the reality. Ooh. And so I'm, I'm sure that a lot of listeners and people who are watching live today were not expecting it to go there today, right? Mm. I, I realize I have a very, very unique story. Yeah. But what I also want to do is just pause for a second and let everybody know that we all have unique stories. Mm. What's important is that we pause and become aware of the lessons we can extract from our stories and then become intentional with how do we apply them in our lives. And we all have the ability to do that. And we also all have the ability to tap into the collective wisdom of other people's wisdom and stories to shorten our own curve to learning. Mm. So I'm going to share with you two primary lessons real quick, and then we're just going to freestyle the rest of the show. Is that cool, guys? Absolutely. All right. So the two primary lessons that have really shaped my life, and you got to imagine there's a lot more than this, but these are the two that I've really, I, I really sit, sit on often. Mm. I learned early in life not to get stuck by what has happened to me, but instead get moved by what I can do with it. Mm. The second I didn't learn until far later. You see, at 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, although I was having unceasing medical treatments, although I was the one having all these surgeries and therapy, I was also being guided through the process. So I was a little bit in a fog. My parents were not. My parents were intimately aware of the unceasing medical treatments, years of physical therapy. And the idea of seeing their son grow up without the use of his left arm was a source of great potential suffering. So they willed themselves day in and day out to do what was necessary, to do what was tough, to embrace the pains required to ultimately strengthen and heal me. So whether intentional or not, what they did was they ingrained in me a philosophy and a way of living, which was to embrace pain, to avoid suffering. And I believe that when this is done correctly, that's also where we gain freedom. So it's these concepts that we've used to not only overcome this unique injury, but how my business partners and I scaled our last business to over 15 million with the span of a decade. And now how we're flipping that on its head through all of our entities and as a human behavior and performance coach to help individuals and organizations, just like you, just like the people listening, become more aware, more intentional and who they already are, their most authentic selves. You see, I believe this is when the door starts to crack to perspective, motivation and direction. And we have a fighting chance to allow joy, freedom, and fulfillment to enter into our lives holistically, which is why we're on a mission to impact a billion lives. Because if we can reduce the level of suffering on this planet, allow individuals to not only be confident, but convicted in who yes. they are, knowing mm -hmm. that vulnerability and authenticity, which is the glue that binds human connection, will be a much more part of the forefront, then not only will we be able to stand on our own two feet, knowing that the world won't just accept us for who we are, but will embrace us for exactly who we are. I believe that's true freedom. I believe that's true joy. I believe that's true fulfillment. And that's why I'm committed the way I am, because it'll leave the world a better place for my kids and my grandkids. Ooh, wow. Absolutely amazing. Standing ovation, by the way, by the crowd right now. That is a beautiful message, Brian. And th this is what I loved about, you know, the first conversation that we had behind the scenes, you and I. And I think that this is why I was also so hyped up about today's show and sharing with my brother is that passion that you have, man. You know, like through... Like you said, everybody has their own story and their own yeah. stories is special in their own way. And that is something that I really love, right? It's not like, oh, my, my story is more special than anybody, than, than other no, people, yeah. right? Just because maybe I had, I, I suffer in different ways. Uh, so maybe my story is more important. No, everybody has super important stories and we can use those. Yeah. But I love the fact, man, that you're so passionate about your goals, right? Your vision and making it happen literally you know i i've listened to a few of other podcast episodes that you've been a guest and the energy is always there the passion about it is always there Thank the you. message is always 
there. So, you know, when we talk about this journey, right, of finding your authentic self, you're going to find that message, right? You're going to find that passion. And yes, there is going to be difficult days here and there. That is, you know, that's just life. That's how life. it is. Yeah. Um, but I feel like when we have that clarity, it's just easier to move forward, right? And I have a few questions. Oh, sorry, you were going to say something? No, I was just going to say, bro, I 100% agree. I mean, literally at the core of everything I talk about is just that. Right. I think when we can truly align with who we are, build our life in, in intentional alignment so it can become self-regulating, yeah. we know what fits and what doesn't. Right. We truly get to move faster with less effort. Yeah. And I, that's that's like the most powerful thing is like there's all this resistance for people to actually lean in and do the work that's necessary because it's the hardest fucking work we're ever going to do. And pardon my language. I know we're live. We're but good. Like, it is not it is not easy. Yeah. Right. And the reality of it is it's the hardest journey, but it's also the most worthwhile one because you yeah. truly get yeah. to see the impact on the other side. Mm-hmm. So I, yes, I, I'm all for questions. Let's go. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but oh, I just no, wanted no. to hit that point hard because that is why I have the passion. That's why yep. I have the conviction because I know what yeah. it's like to be chasing stuff for the wrong reasons and be completely lost and miserable. And I know what it's like on the other side. Yeah. No one deserves to feel this way like I used to. And everyone deserves to feel like I feel right now. Mm. So the passion is real. The energy is real because I just want to free the universe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, Brian, do not apologize, my friend. You can interrupt <laughs> whenever you want. Yeah, this is this is a free for all conversation here yeah. that we're he, having. He, he does it. He does it to me all the time. So we're good. <laughs> yeah, in two hundred and six episodes, I haven't apologized. Yeah, but he does once. that for the reasons. He told me that. He told me that when we talked last time. He's like, I'm going to talk more than him. Just yeah. Don't, just 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 oh, know. It that. always happens. I mean, at least he has the smart questions. You know, I I, I put in the, the that joke sprinkle. Uh, hopefully, it's not coming. <laughs> <laughs> that jokes are what it's all about, by the way. That's what's all. About. You know, I mean, you guys can. Read late in there um eventually it will be my time to to get the the, the dad jokes when i get some kids on my own i gotta i gotta give one letter sidebar because i've got this great thing my <laughs> wife every year for father's day has gotten me a father's day shirt yeah. right and this last one i've got it's literally a venn diagram and it says like it says like dad jokes on one side like what's actually funny here and then in the middle of the venn diagram is where the magic happens and i just like die laughing every single time because i'm like that's pretty much me like I'm, I'm, i live in where the magic happens yeah that's that's awesome. right there yeah uh, i love it that's I what i tell it. myself everybody else thinks it's probably just dad joke yeah hey, perfect she she has to sell those shirts just throwing out there it, it could be a whole new business for you guys right it seems yeah, like a, yeah. you know that 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 t-shirt sales i think i don't know <laughs> definitely definitely have a better name than that um but brand let's let's go back backtrack a little bit i am extremely curious about this point number two that you made about embracing pain to avoid suffering right mm-hmm. if i'm being honest i think i kind of like grasp the concept but i really want to dig a little bit deeper because i believe mm-hmm. there's there's a key here for for people to move forward, right? And and I put it this yep. way because we're we have experienced a lot of pain growing a business. We are currently experiencing pain still growing the business, right? And I feel like that pain also trickles to other sides of your life, right? It, it goes to your personal life, right? Your community yeah. everywhere, right? And it starts causing maybe stress, anxiety, all these negative things that might not allow us to perform at the level that we want, right? Yep. So, yeah, I'm, I'm extremely curious. Can we dig a little bit deeper into that? Yeah, I'll break, I'll break this down. And I, I just want to give one caveat. Like everything I talk about, right, is, is really a holistic way of viewing the world. So it's going to have business relevance. It'll have relational relevance. It'll have health relevance. Yeah. So the way that I communicate is, I, and, and the way that I teach, if you will, 
uh, I, although I don't necessarily call it teaching, it's just communicating my truth, yeah. um, is typically going to be done through a universal truth, something rooted in the human experience. So just understand that so that everybody that's listening can understand this. This will help your business. This will help your life if you actually pay attention. Um, this idea of pain and suffering, we need to really understand what the definitions and we need to understand what, what the narrative of the world is first, right? So we absolutely know that the world, the world narrative is to reduce, eliminate, or avoid pain at all costs. That's literally what the world preaches. It's like reduce, eliminate, or avoid pain. That's why we see all these things for numbing. That's why we see all these things for pain management. That's why we see all these things for just avoidant tech tactics in our world. That's just the fact. Yeah. And oh, by the way, this is a natural evolutionary response, right? Because it was really around the fight or flight for survival. A mm -hmm. hundred years ago, you cut your leg, you could die. Let's just call it what it is. But that's not where we are today. Yeah. So it causes us to update our definitions of pain and suffering. So let's look at pain. Pain is defined as short-term, intermittent, to direct cause from something, and then alleviated once that direct cause is removed. And then we as human beings screw it up like we do with just about everything, and we put adjectives and words in front of it to change the definition, <laughs> like acute and chronic. Acute maintains the definition, but chronic inherently changes it because it implies that it is no longer short-term and it persists after the direct cause is removed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, whereas suffering is a whole different thing. So let's stop calling it chronic pain. Let's call it suffering because mm -hmm. that's what it actually is. Now, suffering we don't want to admit exists, particularly when it's a direct result of our choices. And it often creeps up on us until its effects are sometimes irreversible and often until we even recognize it's there. It creeps up on us. Whereas pain gets lots of attention, right? It's real time. It's yeah. in front of us. And pain, what's difficult about it is that it really cannot be measured independent of the person experiencing it. Yeah, true. Other than one thing, we all experience pain. Okay, mm -hmm. so let's understand what this concept is. And what we have to recognize is the unavoidable precursor to change is acceptance. So until we accept the current state of things, we cannot alter them. Like that is something that applies yeah. to this whole concept from the get go. We can embrace the pain of hitting the gym for 30 minutes a day to avoid the suffering of aches and pains of a sedentary lifestyle. We can embrace the pain of a difficult conversation with a loved one or spouse to avoid the suffering of either being stuck in a loveless marriage that's going to end in divorce or being stuck in a marriage when you really want divorce. We can embrace the pain of the fit our kids are sure to throw by having them put down their mobile devices at the dinner table to avoid the suffering of years of lost meaningful connection and conversation we'll never get back. As business owners, we can embrace the pain of firing our top salesperson, contributing the most to top line growth, to avoid the suffering of stagnant growth and losing all our other top talent because they were the greatest cancer in our culture. Right? We can embrace the pain of recognizing that we actually have trauma and things that we need to unpack and feel in order to heal yeah. to avoid the suffering of circling the drain constantly because our emotional triggers won't allow us to escape as who we are. Yeah. Right? The reality of it is this applies to everything in our lives. And so we have to understand the basic concept of what do we do. And we, I'm not a big seven-step kind of guy. Like I'm not one of those like seven-step systems to success. I, I think we have way too many strategy and tactics out there. <laughs> and it often just confuses people. And that's not what keeps people stuck. Yeah. Right? We know that it's often a combination of emotional triggers, environmental, or sorry, emotional triggers, behavioral patterns, and environmental conditioning. And so when we know that, we have to really make sure that we can understand how do we guide people through a philosophy yeah. to apply these things holistically in their lives. And so anything we talk about, it's not a seven-step system. You do these seven things and you're good. It's like, no, this is a philosophy to guide yourself through. So we do have three steps that we guide people through with this. We can go there if you want. Let's do it. Um, but really understanding the concept, you want to do it? Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so I'll hit it really fast and really hard so that we understand it. Wait, wait, wait. Before we, so, we, before we dive in there, Brian, real quick. Um, go. I mean, I, I love this. I want to... I, I want to see if I can simplify this in in a way, right? I see what you're talking about, about the embracing the pain, the difficult moments, right? I feel like you're talking about owning those moments, right? Taking responsibility to in, in those difficult moments that, like you said, they're going to save us from that future suffering, 
right? I see yep. it as a, an investment in today. What is the difficult thing that I need to do today, right? So my long-time return is not negative, right? Which would be yep. that suffering. Um, I, I, found I believe amazing. we almost choose our pain or our suffering will choose us. Ooh, that's good. So I, it's about the active choice right now, regularly and consistently to do the things that are necessary because the pain, I'm not talking about putting ourselves into unnecessary amounts of pain for pain's sake. Yep. It's about identifying the proper pains between where we are today, where we want to be and viewing them as a part of our path to success. I love it. I love it. So, I mean, to, to do this, I feel like you need to consistently be kind of like evaluating yourself too, right? It's like, where am I yeah. right now, right? Where do I want to go? Am I, yep. you know, accepting the pain that I need to accept today? I mean, you should just outline our three steps for us, brother. You're already doing it right now. It's perfect. <laughs> so be, be, before we go there, you know, I want to relate it to a couple of stories yeah. that we had, right? Like, I, as you were explaining this, I'm going back in our life and I'm like, wow, these are the moments where we chose our pain to whatever outcome, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when, right. you know, when I was 15, I ended up going to Italy, right? Be to, to play soccer, right? The pain there is like, I had no idea about Italian. My family was not there with me. I was gonna be there for a full year. I didn't know, know anybody, right? And that was like yep. the pain that I chose, right? But the dream was so big, right? It's like, I, I want to pursue my career here in Europe, in Europe for soccer versus in Venezuela, that soccer is not a thing, right? Then later on, same thing happened with Spain. You know, then later on when we came to the US, right? We left our, our home country, yeah. same thing, like our families in there, right? We didn't know anybody. We had to come and we had to fight for our spots, fight for our scholarships. Like, and then, you know, because in, in my mind, how I saw it was, okay, the benefit of doing this right now, of going through this Correct. specific like uh, events, that are that might suck right because we're brand new to this country we do not know the language like we had to work extra hard right it's gonna be so much worth it but i, I saw it as as the positive not as avoiding the potential suffering Correct. of going back to venezuela and then having to grow and and work in a in a communist and social regime for example right like that that for us i i, I saw yeah. more on the opportunity right so do you do you see both with like people yeah, so like, so This is the perfect place. Let's jump into both because I'm literally answering both of your questions through these next three steps. I Let's promise. Let's do it. You, Let's okay? do it. Because the way you're thinking about it is exactly correct. And I love that you even related it to specific examples that others can. Because again, dude, first generation immigrants, they've embraced a ton of pain to avoid suffering, right? You're exactly right. You embrace the pain of taking a risk at 15 to go chase a dream to avoid the suffering of not ever knowing what could have been possible mm -hmm. in soccer for you, mm -hmm. right? You embrace the pain of coming to the US to avoid right? The suffering of not ever knowing what you might actually be able to do had you stayed on your same path in Venezuela. Mm -hmm. Let's just call it what it is, yeah. right? So you guys hit it. But again, the first step is we got to acknowledge the suffering we wish to avoid. Now, this goes to your, your question right here, and this is very important. Most people, when they set up for goal setting, they only look at where they want to go, mm -hmm. right? It's like, I want to go get this goal. And I said, oh, by the way, but most people, you two did not clearly, mm -hmm. but most people also set goals and they protect themselves in that process, mm -hmm. right? And so they'll set goals and it's like, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds, when really they need to lose 20, but they're lo they say they're going to lose 10 because they know they can hit it. It's a guarantee, yeah. right? You guys uprooting your lives to move to the States, there's no guarantee at all. That's that's not at all. So you're, you're, yours is a much bigger thing. You're right, I was chasing opportunity. But most people look at this and they're like, I'm going to set this goal, I'm going to set this vision, I'm going to set this here. Nobody really thinks about the things we want to avoid. Yeah. It's two sides to the same coin. So we have to understand that when we do our goal setting, we also have to understand what we're trying to avoid. Yeah. For you, you wanted to avoid not having opportunity through a league that wasn't going to be as 
established as the European League for soccer, and you saw it as a path to say, look, I could play here, but it's probably not going to get me as great of an opportunity as if I go somewhere else. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And so you were able to understand that your suffering was, I could take the same path in Venezuela, but it probably won't produce the same outcome for where I want to go. Yeah. And so because you had the goal, you also understood the suffering, you had to close that gap. Yeah. Let me give an example of a client here, because this is a highly relatable one, right? He's yeah. 38 years old. He, before the time he was 18, moved 26 times. Whew. Lived with his mom, his dad, his grandma, his aunt. Never lived in the same place twice. Never had the same set of friends twice. Wow. Fast forward to today. He's got a beautiful wife and two beautiful daughters. Literally everything he wants in his world is what's right in front of him in those three women. Yeah. Truly, everything. Yeah. Connection, love, memories, legacy, everything. And so when he literally focuses on the three of them, he recognizes it, but he also knows that he also never had an opportunity to give or receive love. And so he can't be the man, husband, father that he knows he's capable of being and they deserve because of his emotional triggers that have kept him in the patterns for his whole life. Yeah. yeah. So now he's got to sit down and really paint this picture to understand where he wants to go. So he's got this really defined, vivid picture of his wife and him sitting on their ranch in Texas 40 years from now with the wind blowing through the brush. And the only thing breaking the silence is the laughter of his daughters and his grandkids. Now, when he takes that image and he burns it into his soul, right? Mm -hmm. That purpose becomes big enough to overtake the pains required for him to become the man, husband, and father that he's capable of being and they deserve. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, he's looked at where does he want to go? What does he want to accomplish? But he also under has understood that a life without them would be suffering. Yes. Yeah. It would literally be failure for him. He could not move forward if the three of them were not active in his life. But Absolutely. what's going to prevent him from actually having them in his life is him. So mm -hmm. he has to recognize that pattern. Yep. The second step is that we have to identify the pains we tend to avoid and learn to embrace them. I'm going to use a personal example. Okay. I told you about my story. I have a very complex body. I don't have a lat on the left side of my back. I don't have a tricep in my left arm. My bicep is my gracilis from my leg. I have a literal curve in my spine. I've got imbalance muscularly, and for literally 30 years of my life, I've got a complete imbalance in my body. Yeah. 15 to 20 years ago, the normal everyday pains of operating started to become debilitating, meaning they were affecting my quality of life. They were no longer chronic pain. They were no longer acute pain. They were suffering. Mm. Yeah. And so I had to ask myself, okay, so what am I going to do, right? If I stay lean, I eat well, I keep my core strong then it mitigates and reduces the amount of pain to a manageable place where it's no longer debilitating and I can operate in life. So what did I do? Same thing everybody does when they want to go get healthy. I went and I joined a gym, <laughs> okay? And I went consistently for 30 days. Yeah. And then I stopped going. Mm. Now, had I not gone the first step and understood that suffering was literally affecting my daily life, and I at this time was in my early 20s and was in a position where I hadn't had kids yet, I hadn't had grandkids yet, I wasn't married yet, but I knew at that time that I wanted all three and I wanted to be physically active and enabled, Suffering to me would be bedridden, not able to live the life that I want, not able to be active with my wife and kids at some point. Yeah. Right. And so I, I knew the suffering, what it was. And so I, I couldn't stop there. Yeah. Right. Now I could have also approached it from a strategy and tactic perspective. Well, that gym didn't work. Maybe I got joined Orange Theory. Maybe I go join the cycle bar. Maybe right? I could have just swip swapped. Yeah. But I had to ask myself the question. Is it the pain of working out? Is it the pain of lifting weights? Is it the pain of plyometrics? Is it the pain of stretching that I'm avoiding? Yeah. Or is it the anxiety I get in a crowded gym? Mm. What I told you guys earlier is definitively what I know is that what keeps me people, most people stuck is not strategy and tactics. It's emotional triggers, behavioral patterns, environmental conditioning. So I had to embrace the pains required to create the space, time, and money to build my own home gym at home so I could have the environment that I could be successful in yes. to avoid the suffering that I wished to avoid by embracing the pains that were required. It also included my environment. Mm. And so this also is true for anybody growing a business. How many people look at that 500-pound telephone sitting in front of them and they're like, oh, God, I can't make cold calls. 
I can't do this, right? That phone is so heavy. But when you actually pare it down, most business owners aren't afraid of creating or solutions to problems, aren't afraid of having conversations with people, aren't afraid of building relationships, right? And so often there's an emotional trigger. I worked on this with somebody. They were afraid of what it would look like if they were actually successful. Could they handle the volume of if they were really good on the phone? Yes. And once they actually worked through that emotional trigger, understood what was keeping them stuck, that's no longer 500 pounds. It's a featherweight. They pick it up and they dial for days and have grown their business exponentially as a result. So again, it's not about putting ourselves into unnecessary amounts of pain. It's identifying the ones between where we are today and where we want to be. The last step is super easy and then we'll wrap on this section. It's to establish this as a habit in all areas of our life. What we know from experts in habit formation is that there is an upfront energy expense to all new habits. Now, I hate the fact that we even call it this because that's exactly how people look at it. They look at new things in their life as a cost and expense. We need to flip that on its head and start viewing this as an investment in your future self. If we leverage the rules of compounding interest to recognize that what I do today will directly affect where I'm going to be tomorrow, then it's these pains, it's these discomforts that we start to learn to embrace and the way they compound over time, they get easier and easier the more we do them. They're no longer painful. They then become discomfort and discomfort is like the 5K to pain's marathon, right? So we can simplify it the more we actually embrace this in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. By the way, masterclass, go back and listen, you know, from minute like 21 for everybody. And then yep. we'll see you back in here. Uh, <laughs> so right, yesterday I sat down. I was, we have this like local coffee shop that we adore. Right. And I was there in the afternoon before going to barbecue with my family. And I met these two wonderful people. Right. This lady, they're in their like, like long 60s. Right. And this lady just came out of the ICU because she had COVID, right? She survived, oh, wow. right? Wonderful. And she, you know, we start talking and she's like, what do you guys do? And then we continue to talk. The guy was a veteran, you know, he's been in Asia all over the place. And um, and she tells me this crazy story. And they, the, what pushed her through was that she had a grandkid, right? That they're racing, right? She's 14, right? And then we're like, okay, this is so wonderful, right? Like, I, I am so happy for you and for your family that you guys are doing this. And they were enjoying the, the coffee and the and the, the, the food that, that that coffee shop is, is giving them, right? So now, as we continue to talk, I'm sharing some experiences in Venezuela, things that happen, you know, with the government and whatever. And like when we move here and like all the evolution that we've done from college to, you know, uh, soccer yeah. players to starting a business to all these crazy things, right? And as we continue the story, she's like, man, I wish my 14-year-old or her friends, right, can see that. Because sometimes, you know, it it is hard for people to see that, right? And I go back to my, you know, 15-year-old self or 16-year-old self. And, you know, we sometimes are are stubborn, right? Or even when we're starting a business, right, we get this incredible advice from people like you, for example, right, or our coaches, right? And we somehow ignore that knowing that they've been through that path path and be like, okay, man, like if I execute on this thing that they're telling us, like we're going to be that. And the example that you share with like, okay, if, you know, maybe I'm afraid of success. I'm, I'm afraid of like, if we sell so much, like how are we going to fulfill? Like, and there, all these questions come through. So when somebody's in that position, right. And maybe they don't have access to a coach that can guide them through this. Like, is there something that we can do to be like, okay, I identify this moment, right? How do I shift, right? I, I would need to want it so bad, right? For me the, or for us, right? We both, for soccer, we wanted it so bad until one point, right? Where we're this, we made the decision to, to pivot, right? For the business, same thing. We want it so bad because our why is so, is so big, right? So if 
is that the only way that people can push through these things? Or is that, do, do they actually have to go through these crazy experiences to be like, man, okay, that hit me in my face. I had to kind of move on. It's happened yeah. to us a few times in the business, right? It literally so I, hit us great, in face. Great question. I think that's why I say in the beginning, it's like we, we all have the ability to tap into the collective wisdom mm-hmm. of other people's stories to, to shorten our own curve to learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I will tell you, I have had more people in my life that I have learned from than I can even count. And so, yes, I've got this unique story. We've had all these different things, but at the same time, like my wisdom is just my wisdom and it's only relevant as it relates to how I see the world. Mm. And so I think seeking perspective is huge. I'm going to say that for anybody, like what the key is to really starting to move forward in life. And it's rooted in a couple of very basic things. Now, these are emotional triggers. We're talking about embracing pain. We're talking about these highly complex topics that that it's just because we're such a dynamic being like truthfully right yeah and so these concepts are very um simple but they're not easy but i think if we overly boil it down to just like one basic thing it's to raise our level of awareness and everything we touch yeah right and so if we just really want to simplify things where people are like oh i don't know where to go or i've got 10 different pieces of advice coming at me yeah um awareness our minds process 11 million bits of information per second but we're only consciously aware of about 40. wow Think about that. 11 million per second, we're only consciously aware of about 40. So we're largely led by the unconscious. Yeah. And so for people who feel like victims, who feel like life is fate, like they have no influence or control over their destinies, this is a large reason why, because they're truly blind to what's happening around them just yeah. because of the way that we're wired. And so if we go in, and until we go through a systematic process of moving the unconscious to the conscious, the unaware to the aware, it's going to feel like we're victim. It's going to feel like life is fate. It's going to feel like we have no influence or control over our destinies. Yeah. And oh, by the way, we can't be intentional with what we're unaware of. Yeah. So how do we raise our level of awareness? We can pause and ask ourselves more questions. We can pause to really recognize what's happening in this environment at this time and challenge ourselves to th- see it not through an emotional trigger filter or lens, but to see it for what it actually is, which is very difficult. And then seeking perspective because outside levels of awareness help us see ourselves and the world more clearly. Yeah. Now, here's the thing I'm going to say about advice and alternative perspectives. Always take those with a filter. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm not a fan of seven-step systems, right? That's yeah. why w- everything we talk about is going to be abstract, esoteric, and more philosophy. We'll give people frameworks for questions to ask themselves. Mm-hmm. But I'm never going to say, Luis, this is what's going to work for you, right? We'll brainstorm on concepts and ideas. But what works for me might not work for you. Yes. What worked for 10 other people might not work for you. And so at the end of the day, what we do in everything that we focus on is focus everything on you, mm. the who that's in front of us. I love it. Right. I'm a big believer in a couple of basic concepts, and this is going to be an extension of the, the piece on advice as well. Yeah. So many things in our world are conditioned based on the what and the what's that the world tells us to chase and believe. Right. Literally, what belief systems, what religion, like we all are taught to chase what house, what car, what amount of money, what amount of success, what amount of freedom. Like truly, we chase what's. I did it myself, right? And then I woke up one day and I'm running in circles with people making multiple six figures, seven figures, eight figures in some cases, realizing that I'd lost who I was and so many of myself and all of us around were miserable and stuck. Yeah. Yeah. When I went through the systematic process of shedding the layers of the what's and realigning with who I was... All the what's in my world become a manifestation of who I am, not the other way around. Mm. And so for individuals who are understanding how do I move forward from a position of awareness, that's why we're so adamant on understanding who you are, who you're doing this for, and who you're trying to impact. Because when you understand the who, everything else in the world just becomes noise. And again, you get to move faster with less effort because you know exactly who you are, exactly who you're serving, exactly who you're doing this for. 
And it doesn't really matter what 10 other people's opinions say at that point, because you're clear. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of information <laughs> right now to, to process my mind. Just so you know, Brian, it's like <laughs> making connections between all these things you've shared and stories that I have. Um, but I want to pinpoint something right now, which is the principles and foundations. And I, oh, I love this so much because I used to be one of those that were like, give me the secrets right now, right? I was victim number one of instant gratification. Uh, what is the PDF that I'm going to download that is going to make Dude, me, me too. A, a I mean, million, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it, yeah, it took a mind shift to understand that it's like under everything, right? Under any topic in human history, there are some underlying principles. And honestly, the goal is to understand those underlying principles and then act upon those, right? So that creates a lens per se, which you're talking about, which now when you receive uh, advice, right, and perspective, it's like, okay, watch it with a different lens, right? And we have a very clear story on that, which is we were at one of the masterminds and our coach was talking about the attractive character, right? Mm. And my brother and I, we raised our hands and we told him like, well, there's two of us. Who should be the attractive character or should we just pick one? Can it be the two of us? <laughs> and based on his experience, on what he knows, what he right throughout his life, throughout his business, he said, you got to pick one. Well, guess what? We're like, well, we both enjoy doing the show, the two of us. Let's give it a try, right? Yeah. And we realized that the one attractive character is a tactic, right? The two of us attractive characters is the underlying principle of you got to be relatable, right? And guess what? The two of us, we can make it relatable in very different ways because he has experiences. I have different experiences and we can make it that way, right? So I I love that principles and foundations. The other way, the other thing that I want to, you know, kind of like pinpoint is inner locus of control, right? Which this has, has it all over it, which is obviously own the pain, right? Uh, Own, I mean, just, just take responsibility of your own life. And yesterday I was actually on a phone call with my mom was while I was doing groceries at at Trader Joe's, right? Um, I was kind of freezing there. I don't know why they keep it so freaking cold in there, but I'm talking to my mom and we're, we're throughout, uh, so we're, we're kind of like having a little bit of pain in the business right now in certain areas. And I'm talking to my mom and, and also me personally, I'm having some pain in like my relationship side of things, right? And I think it's been like trickled down between both. So I'm talking to my mom and I tell her, mom, you know what is the annoying thing about inner locus of control? I tell, and I tell her, I'm like, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for this, but it's so annoying, you know? And, and I told her, and this is something that, I, I feel like I've learned throughout my entrepreneurial journey. It's something that I've that I've gained, right? And I absolutely love it. But right now, at this point, I I'm you know I'm so pissed about it because as much as I wish to pinpoint fingers and say it's your fault, it's your fault, it's your fault, I can only look inside and say, what am I doing to be in this That's situation right. where I'm right now, and what do I need to do? to be where I want to be in the future, yeah. right? It's kind of like exactly that right. honest self-assessment. So that is the pain, right? The pain is... It, it is. Yeah, having to look it's inside. It's almost always. Everything begins and ends with you. 
Yep. Right. And and literally, when people are having pains in their life externally, the first place we challenge is inside. Yeah. Right. What was your role in this? How did you see it? What was your worldview on this? How did you show up in that environment? Because again, there's this idea of perspective. Again, we're conditioned to be fight or flight. Right.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe the human experience is rooted in four bases. Right. We all desire to feel safe. We all desire to feel protected, and those are not the same things. Yep. We all desire to feel seen and understood, and we all desire to feel connected. Yep. Right. Think about it. The first three are highly emotional. Feeling safe, feeling protected, feeling seen and understood are highly emotional.、Mm-hmm. Right. I used to believe human connection can be done from a strategic and tactical standpoint, but human connection without emotion is not really human connection.、Mm. Okay. And so what we have to understand is if we recognize all these things. I often look at okay, if I'm in a scenario where I don't feel safe or protected, am I going to perform at my best? No. Am I ever going to get the opportunity to connect with somebody? Probably not. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so, so often when we're building businesses, we're looking at relationships. We fail to neglect the fact that if we are reacting, there's probably a trigger that's rooted in that that's causing us to create damage in that moment that doesn't even need to be there.、Mm. Okay.、Yeah. And we need to understand: Am I feeling safe, protected, seen, and understood, and connected? What about the other person? Have I created an environment in the way that I approach them that they might actually be able to receive the words that I'm coming at objectively and non-judgmentally and through a lens of neutrality, versus a lens that's charged based on a trigger? So we do a lot of work on triggers because I genuinely believe that this is the key. This is like literally the tip of the spear to to building better cultures, better businesses, better leadership, better relationships, better health, better everything. It's to truly understand our triggers. Triggers are those things that cause us to react that we aren't even aware of, right? Yeah. So when we load the dishwasher incorrectly, and our wife or spouse looks at us and implies that we did it incorrectly, very likely our trigger in that moment has nothing to do with them or that scenario. It has everything to do with how our grandma looked at us when we were seven. Yeah. But we've never actually paid attention to it because we're unconscious to it. Yeah. So when we recognize that emotional triggers are really the key, right? It's、yeah. those moments where you're in a business meeting and I talk too fast or I'm loud and people shush me, and all of a sudden my shame causes me to shrink down in myself.、Mm. I bite my tongue. I'm not operating at my best. Yeah. Right. So when you look at your relationship, you look at your business, and you look at those things. You're right. The internal locus control is really where it's at. Everything begins and ends with you. And when you want true accountability and true freedom in your life, it's when you surrender to the fact that that is absolute truth universally. Yeah. Yeah. And then how do I show up so that I cannot create damage? Right. Because emotional triggers are designed to be pulled. All triggers are designed to be pulled. So you either allow your emotional triggers to pull you and cause you to react and create damage, or you can pull the trigger on your emotional triggers and choose to respond and repair moving forward. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm always going to choose. I again, I, all the concepts we talk about are rooted in choice. Yeah. yeah. How do we show up? How do we get more influence and control in our destinies? How do we get more ownership? It's about recognizing that no matter what, never fails. Always in every single scenario, we have a minimum of two choices. They both might be, both might be shitty choices, <laughs> but we can own those choices, right? So if、yeah. somebody's holding us up at gunpoint, right, asking us for our phone and our wallets, or they're going to kill us, both horrible choices. Yeah. But guess what? I'm handing over that phone and that wallet. Right, because that's the choice I can make right now. That's going to create the least amount of damage in my world. Yeah, and I can make this. It's all about choice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.、Ooh. Man, this has been absolutely amazing. When you mentioned about the the triggers, I started, you know, kind of <laughs> like having flashbacks of those things that kind of like trigger me, and I'm like, oh, I need to look back、yeah. at those. Yeah, make a list, and you know, make some between identifying triggers and closing open cycles.、Uh, we got some homework, man. We、uh, we got we got、uh, a lot of homework to do. Now,、yeah. uh, Brent, uh, as we wrap up, man, we wish like. By the way, open doors to second time, third time, whatever. Like, <laughs> content、yes. profit is always,、uh, you know, out there for you.、Uh, what, what's, what's an action point? What's something that people, you know, 
uh, beginning in their entrepreneurial journey, right? They're, they're starting their business. It might be not their full-time, it might not be their full-time thing, but they're publishing, right? They're putting their voice out there, their thoughts. That's something very intimidating uh, for people that are starting out, right? What's something that they can do today that's going to help them move forward and create that momentum? Yeah, so I could go ethereal on a bunch of different things, but I think <laughs> given the fact that we're here as content, as profit, we're just going to lean into one thing. Turn the camera on and start talking. Like that's what you can do today. Right. I worked with a client literally that was an author, identified as an author for years, but she never wrote unless she was going to produce a final product. Mm. Think about that. Mm. She never wrote unless she knew that she could have a final product. Mm. She didn't look at the revisions and the reps as a part of her process to grow and develop. Yeah. And so it created this fear and this belief that unless she could write something that was going to be approved and written down and actually captured, then she wouldn't even attempt. How many people do the same thing with the camera? How many do the same thing with content, whether it's written, whether it's video, whether I don't care what medium it is that you're consuming content on. If you have thoughts, you have ideas, you have a way to communicate it, communicate it, turn the camera on and start talking. Go back and watch my videos from seven years ago. They suck, (laughs) right? And actually they don't suck. They're good, but they weren't me, right? I fabricated energy, but the words were still good. The content was still good and it created this. So something you can do today, turn the camera on and start talking and recognize that it's in the reps and the revisions that we're going to continue to improve. And that'll also help you hone your authentic voice. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter what anybody else has to say. The reason mine weren't great in the beginning is because I tried to model what I thought I needed to do to exist in this space with content. And now I don't have to do that. Uh, You guys will see me in any single platform. You know, I show up consistent wherever I am. Yeah. This is how I am with my family. This is how I am with my team. This is how I am when we're doing stuff. This is the same way I am when I'm here. I leaned into the fact that although people told me for years, my energy was too big. My passion was too big fuck that. I'm here and this is exactly who I am. And this is what's going to fuel the momentum to get to a billion, but we can't do it alone. We can only do it collectively. So turn your cameras on and start talking. We need more people creating impact. Gong moment. Gong moment. Golden boulder time. Standing ovation all at once. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Uh, For you listening again, it's not coming from us either though. Every single time we tell you to go ahead and publish. (laughs) So thank you for for putting that extra, extra little rock in there. Uh, Massive rock. Uh, What, where would you be if you didn't publish? Right? You said that you've been publishing for seven years right? or more, probably, right? Like you're putting in the reps. Uh, you're in, in every platform. You're guesting in shows. You're, you're showing up, right? Where would you be if you did not publish? Uh, nowhere where I am right now. Um, that's a fact. Where would I be? I'd probably be miserable and stuck because I didn't realize there was another way to live. Mm. Right? I probably would have been chasing what I had in my prior business, which was all about the what, Right. And, and I had it all. And it was, you know, July of 2019 that we decided after four and a half, five years of running both businesses side by side, that it was time to take this leap. But had I not started doing that for four to five years on the side, truly as a passion project, never with any intent of leaving, it wouldn't have given me the vehicle to go build and amplify this impact that we're so passionate about today. So I would probably be focusing on myself and being self-serving and doing my philanthropic work in my own community but not actually extending my skill sets to have true impact on the planet. So I had to embrace the pain of walking away from a known thing and creating content regularly and consistently to avoid the suffering of not ever knowing what I was capable of. That's what it comes yeah. down to. Powerful. Wow. Powerful. Thank you. Th- thanks for sharing, man. I really appreciate it. Where, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? Where can people like learn more about what you guys are yep. doing? Yep. So if you're, if you're consuming on social at Bogert, Brian on all platforms will get you to us. Um, our website, brianbogert.com is also a good place and it's a landing page for a lot of our stuff. 
You've heard us talk about the billion life impact. What we know very clearly is that 99.9999999999 will never percent will never pay us a dollar, and we're very okay with that. Um, we know that those that will choose to lean in and invest in themselves will substantiate and perpetuate all the resources we need to create that impact. Yeah. So here's my one request. Okay. We create so much content that is there truly to elevate and empower people. You will notice we don't have calls to actions. We don't have funnels at the end of 99% of our stuff. And it's there truly because we want to create impact. So I ask yeah. if something resonates with you, if it moves you, I just ask that you like, comment, and share. I don't even care if you do it on the social platforms. If you just show somebody by turning your phone, I don't care. But if it moves you, I'm asking you to share it. This isn't for vanity metrics. This is for impact because the only way we get to a billion is collectively and with you. And what I know is that move people move people. So I'm just asking you to help me move more people. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. We're, and, uh, you know, we're going to do our part two. So if you're listening to this episode, same thing, go there, uh, consume a little bit, take action, right. And, and share it with, yep. with everybody. Like you're, let's pay it forward. Uh, Brian, anything else you want to add before we head out? You know, you guys, It's opened up the door for future conversations and I've had so much fun today. I think we just need to do that. Yes. And so let's, let's make that happen. And I'm going to say, I'm leaving the door open to our future conversations and I'm going to ask everybody else to consume this, learn and grow and continue to show up because we will drop a session too. And we'll, uh, we'll take it, we'll take it to the next level on that one. Let's Absolutely. Go. I'm just going to throw this out there. We might have to do this second session live hey. because maybe in or person. maybe not in yeah in person right exactly in person Come because on. maybe or maybe not we're gonna be in the same place around the end of october oh, oh boy oh uh, maybe or maybe uh, not we'll see we'll we, see we haven't really announced it yeah yeah it's coming it's coming that'll be fun that'll be yeah it. that'll be a lot of fun i think i know what you're talking about where hey. you're talking about yeah and I'm all in. Let's go. Let's we go. Did it in person, that'll be fun. Let's yes, go. Yes, absolutely. We have to bring the whole equipment over there. Let's uh, do it. I'm, I'm so excited. It's so good. It's so good. This is part of us now. Yeah. Uh, it has been an incredible pleasure. Fonzie, anything else you want to add before no. we head out? No. I'm just extremely thankful, Brian. Uh, really appreciate all your wisdom sharing with everybody. And I, I truly hope that they, you know, consume it digested and most importantly they take action which is the most important part of all so yes. once again thank you with that said guys well, thank, thank you guys you. for building a platform to for me to pour good into the world and i'll be back let's yes, go let's go all right with that said guys thank you so much for tuning into content's profit go ahead and follow us on social media at base rosco that is right and if brian here help you move one step closer to your goal please don't forget to share this and of course leave a five-star review let's go see you, everyone